To have passion in life is everything. What's your Everest? Oh, is it yeah. that 200 inch box? They just look so impressive when they're wide. Especially running away. <laughs> Welcome to this week's episode of Eastman's Elevated. It's like a think tank for outdoor activity. Sounds exactly like my hunting. Just always thinking about it, always trying to evolve it and make it better. Here's your host, Brian Barney. Hey, what's happening, guys? Got a brand new Eastman's Elevated for you. So on today's podcast, I have back on my buddy, Matt Tilston. Uh, so I met Matt uh, a couple years ago, and then we've stayed in touch. Um, the guy's just an absolute killer, like stand-up human being. Uh, is really good at hunting mule deer, also killed a giant bull this year. Um, guy's just works tirelessly at, at, at improving himself and becoming the best backcountry bow hunter, best family man he can be. So uh, made for an awesome podcast. We talked over his season and some of his hunts and challenges. Uh, We talk a lot about mental toughness. So we start out the conversation. We're just talking some personal things, um, houses and work, and then he just got done with a move. But then we get into this great conversation just all about mental fortitude and attitude and um, making tough decisions and and just made for a great conversation. I really enjoyed it. I think you guys are going to enjoy it too. I want to thank my sponsors for today's show. I want to thank Matthews. Matthews just came out with a new Phase 4. What an amazing bow. So I now have mine uh, working on getting this thing set up so I can rip it. But um, just an amazing bow. I can't believe they can improve on last year's model. But that research and development team just does amazing work in there. So uh, this new Phase 4 is quieter, less hand shock. Uh, it, uh, uh, also going to be, uh, such an, a forgiving setup. And I just love these Matthews. It's like, I get a tune in these things at the beginning of the year, spend a lot of time setting them up. And, um, that tune just holds through out the hunting season throughout, uh, the hot, the cold, the wet, the rainy, that thing is just always on. And I can take out my bow from three years ago and shoot it and it's still got the same tune in it so it just holds a tune really well uh they're built burly uh i put a lot of abuse on my bows hunting a bunch of days a year in extreme gnarly terrain and i take spills and um uh uh, you know i i've got the thing strapped to my backpack and this thing just always holds true in the backcountry so um i'm such a fan of matthews i'm such a fan with what with what they're coming up with so if you're in the market for a new bow man go check out this new phase four i'm so excited to get this thing set up especially like it's really similar to the v3x that i shot last year it's the same axle to axle roughly the same riser uh, but they've just improved it like that limb configuration with the rubber in the middle is just going to take all the shock out of the shot and uh, really reduce the noise which really helps for animals jumping the string or hearing the bow go off Uh, it's the quietest bow i've ever heard so if you're in the market for a new bow man go out and shoot one of these new matthews they're doing incredible work Along with Matthews, I also want to thank Black Ovis. So Black Ovis is an internet retail shop. And um, Black Ovis, uh, they offer their own name brands along with all the top name brands. So they've got a great selection on there. Uh, You can save 10% on their site by using the code ELEVATED10. So that'll save you 10% off. But all the top brands, um, uh, the majority of the sponsors that we have on the podcast, they carry their gear in there. 
And, um, man, you can just get set up for any hunt you're going on. So if you're in the market for any new hunting, camping gear, make sure to go check them out over at blackovis.com. I also want to thank Camo Fire. Uh, so my buddies are on this. Uh, it's so funny. They showed up with matching shoes that they both got off Camo Fire matching um, their goose down booties. Uh, but just some great deals that come up. There's 80 new hunting deals every 24 hours, and you can just save a pile of money on great hunting gear. And uh, you can download that app and see all the new hunting deals that come up and uh, really save yourself some money for top high-end gear at CamoFire.com. I also want to thank Sig Sauer Optics. So impressed by Sig Sauer Optics. Um, uh, all their gear from their spotting scopes. I really like their uh, spotting scope that's got a, a 80 mil objective lens. Uh, it's a 24 by 56 um, uh, lens on there or eyepiece on there. And just um, super edge-to-edge clarity, great light carrying, uh, gathering capabilities. Super impressed by that. Super impressed by their rifle scopes. Their rangefinders, I believe, are the best in the business. They their rangefinders now. Uh, they have a setting on them where you actually choose your bow speed. So no more guessing at the cut or hoping that your rangefinder matches your bow. You actually put in the speed of your bow and it calibrates uh, the angle compensation for your shot, which is just an absolute game changer. I'm so impressed by this. So best rangefinders in the market. I'm using their image stabilizing binoculars. I carry the 15 buys in my or 16 by 42s in my pack. And um, then I also, I run the 10 by 32s on my chest. Uh, They're just amazing. You step out on a windy ridge and it's like looking through a tripoded up pair of binos. Um, They're just totally stable, flip that switch. And I spot more game because of it, both um, far and up close, like panning timber or looking for uh, velvet on the horns or an ear or something of that nature. So, um Just absolutely great products. Make sure to check out those image-stabilizing binos and uh, everything they produce over there at Sig Sauer Optics. They're doing an amazing job. And with that, over at Eastman's, um, man, I had that new video drop. Make sure to go check that out. You can search Eastman's Hunting TV on YouTube. We call that our Beyond the Grid. It's our internet TV show. Uh, Really proud how that hunt came out. And uh, I've got some new ones that are going to be hitting here soon. And uh, excited to see the edits on those and see those come to life. So um, super pumped on that. Yeah, go check those out. And um, man, it, uh, uh, we're working on the magazines, Eastman's Bow Hunting Journal, Eastman's Hunting Journal. Always put a ton into those things. Uh, so those are coming great. Um, you can get a subscription to those um, and uh, check out the magazines that we put so much work and in, in effort into. Like I really like that medium of sharing my hunts or sharing knowledge as I really get to think through it and craft these articles and um, and then have great photos that help tell the story. So uh, really proud at what we put out in the magazine to help you guys become better hunters. So um, stoked with that. And um, check out our mule deer course. Uh, I've got some great reviews on that. Are really helping guys out. You can shorten your learning curve on hunting mule deer. And uh, basically, it's everything I've learned about hunting mule deer the last 25 years. But really teaches you how to travel out of state or to new units or to new habitats, for that matter, for hunting mule deer. So you can shorten your learning curve by years just in a couple weeks' time of walking yourself through these videos. So really proud how that came out. And um, 
yeah, we're just going to keep working away. I'm going to keep working on this podcast. And we're really trying hard. So we're at the end of the year. This is December. I'm trying to hit a million downloads for the year. So I'm a little bit short for the year. I'm going to put out an extra episode this month, an extra solo episode, and um, just trying my hardest to get you guys the absolute best recordings. But what really helps us out is to share these podcasts with your buddies. If you're behind on any of the recordings, um, catch up on those and download those for me. And um, man, let's try to hit a million this year. Then it would be huge for for me and huge for the podcast. So really appreciate you guys your guys' support. Um, so catch up on those episodes, share these with your friends, talk about it. Like word of mouth is the best way to spread this podcast. And just can't thank you guys enough for all the support and making this thing work. Um, so with that, let's get into this podcast. Matt Tillison, I'm your host, Brian Barney, Eastman's Elevated. Here we go. Okay. Yeah, it seems to be for running now. flawlessly. Yeah, good for you, man. Wyoming, what a great move, huh? Yeah, that's a, yeah, it, it was. We, uh, we were ready. I mean, it's a dream that Kayla and I were, uh wanting to do so so we did it you know just took the plunge and it's been great our kids have really done well here and you know everything's kind of coming together so that's good right on it's been been... yeah heck yeah yeah so you you are is your house your new house is it finished up or no you just you working on it yeah, not yet. It's um, it's coming good for sure. Um, gosh, I set some beams in the main great room yesterday, which look amazing. So super stoked on that. But yeah, I've got, you know, I've got it all sheetrocked and painted, and then um, got the ceiling done and beams done, rock work done. Um, outsides like maybe seventy five percent, maybe not quite that, maybe like. 65 or something like that i still got some siding and soffit to finish up but um it's coming man i mean it's getting closer and closer every day and so yeah just keep working away it's just tough with all the the projects i have going and commitments and things and so it's kind of tough to find time so it's like uh it's going to be evenings and weekends here for a while and just trying to squeeze any free day i can get so it'll be the final push but man it'll be worth it when i'm done Oh man, I'm I'm excited for you. We're we're kind of starting that process next spring, and I'm a little nervous. Just it, it, those houses are so there's so many things going on with them, and you know it's it's almost like hunting, kind of like there's going to be ups and downs probably, you know. And it's just I don't know. We're but we're going for it. How are your you got vaulted ceilings and stuff for your bucks, or you got a man cave or? Yeah, you, so um, we'll definitely show off a few of the bucks. Yeah, I've got a big vault in the great room there. It's like a – gosh, I look at my old house now that I got cleaned all out, you know, and the space is fairly small, and this is like probably double the size in the great room. So, yeah, we'll we'll definitely have some bucks and some bowls, be able to put up those, and then the garage is killer, man, just like a, a bunch more space, and then I've got – 60 feet in the garage so I can shoot my bow indoors at 20 yards. And um, um, so we'll get some bulls and some bucks in there. And so, yeah, man, it's going to be super nice. I'm really excited, like really fortunate to be able to do it in this tough time. And, yeah, you guys will do good. You got a good understanding of it. It's like um, it's so wild how – 
how similar like life and uh, bow hunting is or life and hunting or, you know, anything for that matter, you know, or jobs or, or life or family like it can all be treated that way. So, yeah, I mean, um, houses are big commitments, but like, man, you're young and uh, hardworking and you're going to be able to put sweat equity into your place and, and, and also a good understanding of what it's going to take. But it's just it's a marathon. It's like. One day of work hardly gets you anywhere. One week of work hardly gets you anywhere. One month, you know, barely gets you anywhere. Like, it, at least for me, you know, you can do them quicker, but I do so much of the work myself that it's like a year-long process, and you're talking hundreds of man hours, thousands of oh, man yeah. hours to make it come together. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, you've got multiple houses, too, you know, because you're trying to – you got your clients and then your own house, and you're doing doing this and 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 – putting forth all the effort in the fall for hunting and yeah you're dude you're a stud i'm i'm (laughs) i'm really impressed and everybody i talk to i'm like you know if you want life advice you talk to that guy for sure he's it (laughs) well he talks about like you're saying it uh like bow hunting or hunting it just it it applies to everything in life like that mental just you know learning how to to push through that ridge or or through that snow and like put your body in hard situations and your mind in hard situations that's that's one of the biggest things in life i think is just us trying to figure that out you know um and that that's everything it's it's really cool yeah but uh yeah i'm i'm excited for you man i that uh forever barnwood was that uh I'm, I'm interested in that. Is that something that everybody can get or is it out of, I mean, can you, uh, I mean, is it on a retail site or something like that or what's. Yeah. Yeah. They have a website and, um, great people there and yeah, it's something anybody can get. They have shipping throughout the United States and, um, what a great product, man. Like they, you know, they have their process that, uh, it's not just like a, like a stain or like a finish on top of the wood. It actually impregnates in the wood. It's like a live finish, but then they get like a clear coat on top of it. And so, yeah, man, it's one of a kind. I have never seen a house with it or with something that looks that good. Like I've used barn board before, but this stuff is amazing. So yeah, I, I put up the, um, the barn board beams yesterday and then um yeah i've got all my windows trimmed out i need to do my floor before i do all my doors and things but um yeah it's an amazing product and a really good price point as compared to other products even that i can get at my local lumber yard like it's more than pine pine is like the base level uh, but it came in uh, uh, cheaper than um, like alder, which is the finish I used on my last house and um, re- really creates a good look. Like I'll shoot you over some pictures as I keep this thing progressing and you can take a look at it. But, yeah, you'd like it. Cool, man. I, I would. I uh, always like the the look of like a kind of a rustic wall with, with deer on them. For some reason, that kind of gray or darker color. It sure looks good. But. Yeah, man, I I'm excited, uh, excited for excited for life. Like honestly, this this move's been good for us because it's kind of like a reset on everything. And so we're just, I mean, even even like these deer I killed this year, I'm just I'm like I'm in I'm totally out of my element, you know, trying to find these new areas and units. And I had that Utah tag, you know, and just like 
I almost went, I went back to what I knew and it, it almost felt foreign to me a little bit going back over there. Uh, just cause I like, I don't know. I felt a little out of place cause now I'm, I'm in a different area and, and, uh, yeah, it ended up coming together this year. Really good. I, 2022 was pretty decent. <laughs> Dude, it, was epic. it worked out. Yeah. I mean, it, after, you know, that Utah deal, it kind of, I was a little disappointed how that turned out, but, and then it just, it just blossomed. And I think that was that, uh, I, I mean, I, you know, when you have a miss or you have a disappointing situation in life, it's almost like you want, you, you gotta, you gotta prove to yourself that you're, you're not that, you know, that you're, that you can succeed or, or whatever. And it, it sure turned out this year, man. I, I was super impressed on how it, uh, how it was but dude you're spot on like um <laughs> guys you've got like such a such a great understanding of like um uh of hunting and then also life like always trying to improve yourself and go out and get things you know like this latest move you made to wyoming or like hunting these new areas and yeah it just um you keep putting forth the effort and things seem to come together and you've got like such a great base of hunting skill as you've hunted your entire life and you've been you know all in on mule deer and on elk and on um you know and and specifically like in the area you're in uh while also traveling but how cool to like take on some of these different states and these different challenges and be able to to transpose your skills into these. So, yeah, you talk about that first hunt in Utah. Uh, you had a good tag there. And then, um, man, you were hunting a giant buck and, and um, had a miss on that giant buck, and you were pretty down. Yeah, that was a, that was a, a tough deal. I, uh, I went into that – I drew that expo tag, you know, which is, is a pretty, pretty coveted tag, and uh, – so I, I put a lot of pressure on myself throughout the summer to be scouting and trying to to get an understanding of that unit, which I had never been in before. And I went down there and just like the first few days, I I hunted super hard and ended up finding uh, multiple big deer. Uh, one, which one was the one I wanted. Uh, it had like a hook cheater. It was 31 wide, you know, super, super nice. And I only know that because it, the guy that ended up killing it uh, sent me pictures and measurements and stuff on it. And yeah, it, I was, I was so excited about that deer, you know, and I just, I put a ton of effort into that tag and, um, I mean, I passed multiple, multiple really good bucks, 170, maybe even 180 class bucks just to try and get that one. And, uh, and then I, I found out later on day six, or, yeah, I had a miss. I think it was on day five. I had a miss on that, hit a twig and I called you. Remember that? And I was just like, man, what, what the heck? <laughs> Super down about that. And, uh, anyways, it, um, it, it turned out okay in the end, but, um, ended up that there a guy killed. No. And I hunted it for another uh, seven days looking for it and never ended up finding it. And on the last day, I ended up killing just a, like a 27-inch 3x4 kind of old regress buck. But, man, I learned so much on that hunt, um, a lot about those, you know, skills that we learn can be transposed from area to area. 
and that was a a really neat thing that that I found is is that was a completely different terrain um, than I was used to, and and uh, just hunting style because it was super open. It was just almost like these rolling kind of sage hills with this little like buck brush in the draws, and and so stocks were super difficult, and, but. It, it was it was cool to be able to uh, just transpose those skills into that unit, and and so yeah, I, I kind of came away from that a little bit disappointed on that Utah hunt, um, just because of that miss. But but in the end, I was able to take a really good buck, and and uh, and that was cool. And these YouTube videos I've been doing. I've, I've been trying to be very authentic and genuine so that people realize uh, we all we all realize that uh, just just how difficult the hunt can be because a lot of people will just put like the glory moments on there and I I just try and capture almost everything so that uh, you know people how it how it really is <laughs> you know yeah. Yeah, so that's, that, that that's amazing. I gotta go really check well. out the new YouTubes. <laughs> yeah, there's there's a few more on there. I got that Utah hunt, um, and then I ended up capturing this uh, this big buck that I killed right here on the border. Um, and then I, I I wish I was I wish I was filming that elk hunt because that that was epic, man. Like I I didn't even. <laughs> I wasn't even expecting, but I ended up killing my biggest bull to date uh, in in a two days up there, and so that was that was pretty cool too. But yeah, yeah. it's been it's been a good season, real good season. Yeah, it's and amazing, so. dude. Um, good on you. It's you know it's finding these bucks is one thing, you know, do through scouting or through hunting, you know, we find some big bucks, but they. It is the ultimate challenge to kill a big mature buck, and it's something that um, it, it's something that that really gets in our blood, and it's the reason you know it's part of the reason that drives us to to go out and have these adventures or to uh, put so much into a hunt, to uh, sacrifice so much, to take the days, to to grind it out in the mountains, to hike, you know. Uh, up mountain after mountain with tons of elevation, tons of miles to make stock after stock. And it's, you know, at times it's heartbreaking and, you know, it's, it's part of the journey is like, you have to have the lows to have the highs, but you know, the truth of the matter is, is, you know, I found a lot of big bucks over the years that I just have not been able to arrow or that I, I try my hardest, but it just doesn't come together or, you know, or a fatal mistake, like a, like a miss, like it happens to all of us, which I think is the beauty of like your YouTube of showing the true journey and the grind of a hunt that, you know, there are so many highlight reels out there. And, and nowadays with social media, you just turn on your app uh, and and you see somebody that arrowed a giant out there but the truth of the matter is is it's just not that easy for any of us but the the more we hunt the more places we hunt the more species we hunt the better our hunting skill set gets the more we work at it the more we think about it the 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 more we obsess over it and scout the more time in the mountains like the better we get the better our chances at harvesting you know those great deer those great bulls that we find and so 
like that is the answer that is the key is to you know find what we truly love which us guys you know we found our passion and know what we truly love and then really work at our craft and even me that spent you know a lifetime of working at my craft to become the best bow hunter I can be I still find myself wanting to be better wanting to give myself a better chance when I find one of those trophies wanting to be the best I can at my execution or the best archer I can be like just working tirelessly at all these different skill sets they give us a better chance at success and so you taking on these different states, you taking on uh, these different habitats, and you're right that your skill set transposes, but it's um it's humbling when you show up in a new place and you don't know where deer live, you know. And like I found this year, I hunted a new deer spot that was um uh, a mountain deer spot, and and the deer weren't in those alpine basins like I'm used to finding. They were down lower on these big sagebrush hills, like that's where they were carving out a living for one reason or another, but you know, these skills transpose, but you have to get in there and take a chance and figure things out. And when you get there, it's vast and it's big and, you know, you're not turning up bucks around every corner. Like it takes, you know, even on a premium unit, uh, a, a giant deer is no guarantee. Uh, even a deer is no guarantee. Like you have to get in there and go figure it out, you know, and it's the the more we do it. The more places we go, the more confidence we get, the more animals we harvest. And you've got a plethora of big bucks that you've harvested, both with your bow and your rifle, you know, just this season alone, not to mention like your entire hunting career. So you have a lot to draw on. But, you know, I, I hear it when you talk that you are a student of the game, like you are trying to up your skill set to kill, you know, those giant bucks. And, and I'm the same way. And it's it's kind of the beauty of the journey, I think. It is. I, I totally agree with you, man. I, I try and just be humble about things like, like I've, I've had really good success and I've found the formula, you know, I found the formula that, that produces big bucks every year. Um, but the formula can change, you know, and it changes every unit. It changes every weather condition. It changes when the deer, I mean, it, it can change every year. So I have to adapt that formula to, to where I'm at, um, what the year produces, you know? So man, I, I totally agree. Like I, I've been so humbled this year, um, coming into Wyoming, hunting these new Idaho units kind of down on the Southeast Idaho end. Um, like for example, the, I, I mean like the first week of hunting this unit, I did not even see a four point. And, and that's, that's the beauty of that YouTube. I mean, I'm showing people that I, I literally did not even see a four point for a week. And that, and then, you know, if I just showed the highlight reel the last 15 minutes and literally it was the last 15 minutes of the season when I killed this 190 buck, um, no, nobody would get, they, they wouldn't understand that it, it takes, it takes so much effort, so much mental toughness and, and such a grind to get to that point that a lot of people will, uh, a lot of us, including myself can give up, up, you know, on day two, three, four, and just say, there's, there's not those bucks in there that they, they must be gone, you know, or, or, uh, just get disappointed. So, but that's, that's just the beauty of hunting. It changes. It evolves. It evolves. Um, and, uh, 
and it's it's something that that I love learning and and uh that's just a great great thing for me um and when I was younger i I thought I was gonna be a football star I really wanted to be a football star and uh I mean I lived that dream for for a while and then I realized that I was kind of small and and uh but through that through that challenge of life of like, man, I, I don't know if I can achieve that right now, or I may not ever want to ever be a college athlete, you know, or, or into that, those higher ranks or whatever. Cause I'm like 150 pounds, you know, um, it, it, it like almost, it almost like skewed my brain to, to, uh, create this mental toughness. And, and I've applied that into something that I'm really, really good at. I, I believe that I, that's hunting. And, uh, and now it's almost like, um, I just, I mean, it's, it's just a, it's a cool thing, man. I'm just, uh, being able to apply it every year, this, uh, the same, same strategies and it's, it's been good, man. Been really, really good. Man, I, I want to touch on what you just said, but Matt, um, where can people check out your YouTube, man? Uh, so, so really you can just search Matt Tillotson. So just. Just M A T T Tillotson is T I L L O T S O N, and it'll come right up. Okay. Um, you don't pronounce the I mean, S in your last name. <laughs> no, no, it's kind of an I I sound. So, yeah. So you just uh you can search that. I'm also like on Instagram, and I think it's just M Tillotson or Matt Tillotson two hundred, and then yeah. I mean I I love talking to people too. So message me out. Oh, man and and we can talk it'd be great but these uh yeah yeah it's it's been fun uh becoming friends with you matt like um man i just uh i love that approach and i love you know like uh talking about uh high school athletics like talking about you know football or for me it was wrestling you know and you do you learn like these great life lessons about hard work and discipline and dedication and you put everything into it um, you know, and then, you know, after we're done with our, with our sports or with our, uh, uh, career in sports, it's like, we need a place for our passion and, and, um, hunting is the perfect place for it. And so you've been able to implement all these different traits and it, it is like you've, you've mentioned, um, uh, mental toughness or mental fortitude a couple times already in the podcast. Like you believe in it. Like I believe in it. Like that is the key to whatever you want in life. And that goes for your career, your family, your hunting, your bow hunting, like, like all of it. The key is your mind, a powerful mind, but it, you know, mental toughness, like it is something you can just decide you want and start working towards it, but it's not something like poof, it's just there. You know, it's like something you have to work at you have to grind at yeah you've got to you, you've got to put in the necessary work in the off season you've got to you know constantly like that grind just like you said is really difficult and it gets to all of us like um you know I, i've seen some great hunting and i know i can find good hunting and good deer and good elk but it it's still you go a week without seeing a four point you can't help but get down or it's easy like your brain always wants to make an excuse for you like a lot of times there is an excuse or there is a reason why you know like you said you were small so so it's tough you know it's tough 
it's a 150 pounder to make it in college football. Like you have to be, uh, not only do you have to be an elite athlete, like you have to be built for it too. Like you have to be a specimen to be able to compete with those super athletes at those higher levels. And so, you know, you found out where, uh, where your holdback was or where the challenges were, but you know, in that same breath, like you can go that same thought, you can go into the mountains and not find any deer, not find a four point for a week. And your brain can start coming up with excuses for you. Like, oh, it's a it's an off year here. Oh, you know, they there's no more big bucks here. They were shot out of here or, uh, it, you know, whatever. The hunting pressure is too much. They've got these bucks chased around or there's like a million different excuses that your brain will come up to protect your ego, to protect your hunting skill set that you've worked so hard to protect like your thoughts of yourself or uh to protect your self-confidence and so you know even me i find myself doing it on a on a really tough hunt or a hunt i wasn't successful like automatically there's just an excuse for it you know like i can come up with an excuse oh it was an off year here i didn't i didn't find any any bigger bucks and you know a lot of times that is the case it's not that they're you know those are legit reasons why you didn't fill out or like you just look at it and you know you have those reasons why the hunting's tough but you just continue to grind you continue to have this belief in your head that I will get an opportunity. I will find a four-point buck, even if he's the only one in this unit. Like, I I am going to continue <laughs> right. to grind. And also, like, just this approach of going, well, you know, it's tough hunting in here this year, but I'm going to put maximum effort in for the seven days that I have or the ten days that I have. I am going to grind harder than anybody out there because this is what I love to do. This is what I enjoy to do, even though it's tough hunting, even though I'm not finding bucks. I'm going to put forth maximum effort. So in the off season, I can look back at this hunt and, and maybe I didn't fill out, but I gave that hunt my all. And I know in my heart, I gave that hunt my all. And, and more times than not, it just ends up coming together on this mission impossible. You know, this, this mission where you didn't think you could find a four point buck and you haven't seen any for a week, but you continue to grind, continue to grab vantage points, continue to believe and hunt the way that we know that we've hunt, continue to use this, this skill set that we've built over the years and more times than not you end up turning up a pretty good buck and you know maybe getting an arrow in them or getting a buck like it's amazing how it can come together just by putting effort just by this mental fortitude just by like having the right attitude in these places because it's tough out there it is you know i think so there's one one event in my life that that solidified exactly what you're saying so it was the state championship game we were down 16 to 14 and it was halftime and i was just exhausted i mean i was just i was worn out i looked around the bench everybody was just exhausted and there was there was a moment in my mind and i don't i don't know if that was the the switch but it was it was when i realized that like i'm not done we're not done with this you know like i can my body it can do so much more. My mind wants to, but my body is telling me no, you know, just push through it. And we ended up winning that game, you know, and everybody was, and it's cool. Like you said, when, when the off season comes around, I can, I can turn back and look at this, you know, 180, 189, 190 inch buck. And I, it just, it gives me such a motivation for the next year, you know, but if I wouldn't have given it a hundred percent the whole time, I mean, in this this deer I killed, 
I mean, it was it was like 30 minutes from ending the season. And I was hiking back up the same or back down the same ridge I had hiked four times before. And I just if I had not done that and given it 100 percent up until the very end that that it wouldn't have happened you know and so i mean and every year i'm i'm, I'm not going to probably kill a buck like that every year um and maybe you know maybe i hope i do but but uh there may be years and and I, there has been years where i got skunked and that just it just keeps building um it's almost like a tower i'm building um of this this knowledge and and experience and uh especially the mental toughness um that's that's getting taller and taller every year and it's it's uh you know the off season's a big part of it it's these runs where you think man my body will not go anymore and you push to the next tree or the next you know next canyon um or even i love the quote that you say where uh and i think i think you said it but it's you do one thing like you do everything and so everything in life, if you do do well and you push yourself, that's how your hunting will be, you know. And I I, I really I, – I put that in my mind almost every time I go out is I'm going to do this, this, how I'm going to do everything in life. And I'm going to push to the next ridge or I'm going to push to that next day and just, just keep going, even if the snow's deep, even if it's – I mean, that elk hunt this year, it was minus 24 um, that morning. The morning before I killed my bull, it was minus 10 the day I killed it. So it was it was nice and warm up there. And, you know, we could have just sat there in the truck and and thought, oh, that bull, you know, it'll warm up next week. Well, let's come back. But or I, that's two and a half miles away. I got a snowshoe across his flat up this ridge, come around the mountain, drop down on him, shoot him. You know, I could have just sat in the truck, but I just decided not to because I would have regretted that if I didn't uh, you know I'd be sitting here now without a bowl and thinking man I wonder if I I wonder if I could have done that you know and so so you only know your limits when you do your limits you know so anyways that's <laughs> yeah I, I love talking about mental toughness and 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 I'm not probably the mental the most mentally tough guy but I really try every year to uh, get better at that. Man, um, no, you nailed it. I liked your analogy of, of building, uh, you know, a tower. And and you're right. It's like, um, you know, it's it's me neither. I'm not the toughest, mentally tough guy out there. Like, there's a lot of guys I look up to as well. But I'm constantly trying to work on it and improve it. And it's it's not something that comes naturally. Like you have to force yourself in these uncomfortable situations, and then that's where you grow. And it is like I think of it like a callus. Like you just keep adding layer upon layer upon layer of this mental toughness. And you can work on your mental toughness right now. Drop down and do push-ups. Okay. And when your arms start to give up, you know you're you don't let your body dictate when your mind gives up. You you make your mind. You make you do three more. You make yourself do five. More. More. And then after you get done with those five, you do two more, you know, you like, like you can push yourself in any <laughs> endeavor in life, you know, it's like, 
So that's how you work on it is you put yourself in these uncomfortable situations and it really helps to add these layers or these uh, these layers of these calluses like during the off season. Like it is a time to improve on your mental toughness. It's not just during season. Now, uh, season is the test like that is, you know, our 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 Super Bowl or our prize fight where we get to show off all the hard work we put in. We we get to go immerse ourselves on this great adventure, this thing we've been looking forward to forever. And it's not fun all the time. Like you say, negative 21 is not fun all the time. Deep snow is not fun all the time. You know, uh, uh, 50,000 vertical feet or 100 miles, you know, that is a grind. It's not fun all the time. And you have to make yourself do it but when you when you really think about and work on and hone this mental toughness in the off season and then during season like you add these calluses and you start to become this mentally tough individual and so yeah it's like i try to look at life sometimes that way as well just like you were saying how you do one thing is how you do everything and so you know i'm faced with these 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 difficult positions in life through construction, whether it's with clients or personal house or, you know, like right now I'm grinding on this house where I have to make myself be out there every free hour, every free minute working on this house, you know, and it it's like I use that as a tool to hone my mental toughness. You know, it's like everybody like we all have jobs. Right. And it's not easy to be out there eight hours a day. Now, you can be out there eight hours a day giving minimum effort. Or you can go out there and go bust your ass and go get some stuff done. You know, it's like it's like attacking the day that you have, you know, and then, you know, as you get off of work, it's like, oh, you know, now now I need to put in the work towards my bow hunting dreams or my bow hunting goals. Now I need to go get in a run. Now I need to, you know, be with my family and have dinner and spend this quality time. So when it comes hunting season, I have their support to go out and and um, chase these critters that I love to chase. And so like everything in life is an opportunity to improve upon this mental toughness. And, you know, just like you said, you know, I'm, I'm not exactly where I want to be either. It's like, I've built great mental toughness over the years and I'm a great bow hunter, but in that same breath, like, man, I can get better. There's more there. There's, um, uh, there's more juice to squeeze out of it. You know, it's like, um, I, I just know that, that there's, that that's the answer and the key. And like you said, like, uh, uh, you know, I have, you know, I've figured out the, the key to success. I've figured out how to find these animals. And now it's just improving on each one of those skill sets, including my mental toughness to, you know, really prove to myself what I can do, you know? And so, um, man, I'm right with you. I love talking about mental toughness as it's like, it's almost like this idea that you that you have to work on and, and and you have to work it out in your own brain before you can start to put it in motion, you know, in the real world or in your your hunting. And and like I say, it's easy to come up with with an excuse of why it's not going to work out or why it's not going to happen or why you're not going to arrow a critter. And, and a lot of hunts do in that way. I have the same, you know, I don't fill out on every hunt I go on every season. It's it's like I, I've got got room for improvement, but to show up and attack that hunt uh, with full effort, like like you say, when it's 21 out, 21 below out, and you go hunt anyways, when it's uh, when the when the cards are stacked against you, you continue to put forth effort and believe, and it's amazing how many times it comes together. But but that's like one of the huge keys to success for me and for you and for other guys out there is to hone that mental toughness. That's for sure, man. I, uh, I mean, 
I've got a, a wall of deer that I'm super proud of. I mean, um, but the deer that I'm going to kill next year or the year after that, they don't know that, you know, and I can, I can keep improving and I can keep, um, getting better or I can just, uh, plateau out, you know, and just say, yeah, I've killed, you know, eight, nine, 200 class deer, but uh, you know, and, and I'm good. Like I'll, I'll go out and sit in the truck. And if I see, see a big buck, shoot it, you know, that that's probably not going to happen. And so it's, it's a consistent thing. Um, it's, it's my love and passion of, of doing this. And, and like you said, if you, you got to have a balance with your family, with work. Um, and then when you have that support in the end of being free to go out there and spend 14, you know, 20 days out during the fall, um, then you can really, really focus on, on, uh, on achieving your dreams. Um, but yeah, you know, like mental toughness, you're saying you just drop down and give 20 pushups or just until your arms give out or whatever. I mean, you can literally, I mean, sometimes I push myself to the point. I mean, I'll just go stand outside in my shorts and just see how long I can handle it. You know, and it, I know that sounds really dumb, but when it's freezing outside, it's, it's almost just like training your mind to be able to, to, uh, tackle that ridge in the fall or, or, you know, go to that next, uh, next Canyon. And, and, um, I kind of had this technique of Canyon hopping and, and I don't know where that came from because generally, um, I like to, you know, find a vantage point, hunt it for three or four days and, and focus on one Canyon. But this year, because of my time and, and not having kind of a base camp up there and, and where I know I was Canyon hopping almost every morning and evening, which got it really, really exhausting. Um, but, uh, I mean, to be able to, you'll see in one of these, these videos, or if, if anybody wants to check it out, there's, there's one point where I'm sitting three and a half miles from the, the vehicle. I'm at like, you know, almost 10,000 feet and I have my little bivy tents already set up. It's down like a half mile down the ridge. Um, I'm packing my pack and I'm looking over this big basin and I've, I've glassed it that evening and, and, I, I did not even see a deer in there at all. And my dad was about an hour away with the horses. Um, and it was opening morning the next morning and I'm sitting on this ridge and you can almost see it in my eyes, like that, that battle of like, okay, what do I do here? You know, the easy thing would just go down and, and get in my baby tent, crawl in my sleeping bag and just maybe in the morning, uh, come up here on this ridge. But, um, you can see the switch where I was just like, oh, crap, let's, uh, let's hike out. Let's, let's pack it up. Let's drive to where dad's at and let's hunt a new area where there may be some deer, you know? Um, and, and those decisions usually produce success, but it's hard to make them. Um, but yeah, we, I mean, we talk a lot about mental toughness here. I, I love talking about it. I, I honestly, I love talking to you and, and like, I love when you and Dan Picard get together. That's such a hoot listening to that. I mean, you guys, you guys are uh, experienced um, hunters who, who know, I mean, you guys know what you're doing and it, it's, and it's, uh, 
it's really fun listening to you, but I'm, I'm, I'm in it to learn. And, uh, um, I've started kind of talking to a lot of guys. Um, I, I really want to help people get, get to a point where they feel confident in killing big deer or bulls or whatever they're wanting to do. And, and the first thing that we talk about is that mental toughness. So anyways, I, yeah. Yeah. Uh, likewise, Matt, like I really enjoy talking to you. I really enjoy talking to Dan Picard as well. Like we get together, you know, whether we're <laughs> on the podcast or not, we're always talking bow hunting. Like the, the Eastman crew calls us the bow hunting brothers and we just get together and everybody's around. And all of a sudden me and Dan will be off somewhere talking bow hunting for eight hours <laughs> or for three days or whatever it is. Like I love talking to that guy, but I love talking to you as well. And that, that's funny. The, the standing outside and how long you can take it i do the same thing my family laughs at me in my underwear standing outside in the bitter cold and like this cold weather immersion or like um cold water immersion which i'm getting more into you know running into these high mountain lakes and uh diving in or even stopping on my way home and dipping in the madison you know and people give me a little bit of a funny look but this cold water immersion <laughs> like it builds mental toughness and you can do it in the shower today you know you can go in the shower and oh, turn man. it on ice cold water and get underneath it and have it take your breath away and sit in there for two minutes trying to get your breathing breathe right trying to take that and also you know hot weather immersion like i use that sauna like crazy the new house has a sauna which oh. is going to be awesome it's uh it's got a steamer Dude, and then cool. i think i i want to do a sauna as well i think uh there's benefits to the the wet heat as well as the dry heat but but anyways like it's like all these are just an opportunity to hone that mental toughness like every day you have these decisions you make and i love when you talk about making that decision on your ridge with your dad coming in with the horses everything's all set your bivy camp set up like the the easy decision is to go back to your camp and go okay well i'll just start tomorrow and grab these vantage points and go i'm already in here you know but to, to make the tough decision and it's not black and white like there's no guarantee if you leave that area that you're going to go find a good buck like you like you said these tough decisions do equal in opportunities if you put forth the effort but a lot of times it's not black and white like maybe if you stay in there and you glass it efficiently maybe you turn up a good buck doing that or maybe you know by moving areas and and just throwing this wrench into the plan with your dad coming over with the horses and camp set up and you're already hiked in there you've already put forth the effort but just looking at it and going man i haven't seen a deer I'm not feeling it in here. Like, like the 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 right move here is the tough move. The right move is to pack up my camp, to head down, to get with my dad, and to change areas and go be in another area for for opening day. And that's the tough decision that you have to make over and over and over and over again on a hunt, you know. And and um, the same with me. I was hunting. Um, I was hunting. Uh, or or. Like like the same, I have those decisions, or we all do during these hunts, but I was hunting um, the Badlands, which was just an amazing hunt for these bucks, and uh, first time I went over, I hunted it um, uh, just with my buddy Dan, no cameraman, and we had a great hunt and some close calls, and it was amazing, got some good stocks and saw some good next-level bucks, and so we went back. And did like a like a pre-rut, beginning of the rut hunt, and I brought over a cameraman with me, a new cameraman that I hadn't hunt, hunted with, Kobe. 
And um, he's really good behind the lens, and uh, we were able to get him trained up on stalking bucks. I mean, he's got a lot of hunting skill already, and so it was just getting him on the same wavelength as me, the same stalking, and hey, this is how we're going to do it. This is how we're going to capture it on film. And then we started hunting our butts off, like putting forth this effort, miles and elevation every single day to try to turn up these bucks. And, and we got... A handful of days into it and I was talking with Kobe and I and he goes you know like I'm starting to realize why you harvest these animals or why you're <laughs> successful is like you always give yourself a chance like we'll see a buck a long ways off and you do not have a no or you do not have an excuse where he's too far or it's not going to come together and sure there is a time and a place to go the wind isn't right I have to back out and I did that on a big buck this year where he betted in a good spot and it was like um, the wind was just wrong where I couldn't go, but he said the difference between you and other guys is other guys always have an excuse. It's if that bucks a long ways Absolutely. off and it's starting to get dark, like they just don't, they won't walk all the way over there just to give themselves a chance. And maybe I'm not gonna, you know, I might hike all the way over there and not even make a play on that buck, but I'm hiking all the way over there to put myself within a couple hundred yards to see if there's something there, to see if that buck's going to make a mistake, to see if I can give myself a chance at success. You know, when there's a, a buck a long ways off and it, it looks like a low percentage, it's like, well, I'm going to go over there and try to relocate him from this knob, try to get a different vantage point on it, try to turn him up again. And he said, you know, he thinks that that's the difference is he hunts with a lot of different guys. And a lot of guys like have an excuse not to give themselves a chance. And he said, you know, we've been hunting these these badlands for five days. And he's like, any buck you see that you want to harvest, we give ourselves a chance at and we give it a 100 percent effort, no matter how far, how long, how big the canyon is, whatever it is, we just go tackle it and give ourselves a chance of success. And I, you know, I didn't arrow a, a buck on that hunt like um you know i had an epic hunt and epic action and um god i had one jump my string like the second to the last day that we had a nice play on like it was just a good heavy older three point it was like you know it wasn't the biggest buck we chased or the biggest buck we saw i'm just looking for a good decent one with my bow you know a buck that's five years old or four four would be the bare minimum but four older heavy horned mature deer like i'm psyched with and um you know we didn't arrow a buck during that hunt but i i had an epic bow season and that's just the way it goes sometimes but that stuck with me how he said you know it's like you always give yourself a chance and so you know it's sometimes sometimes you don't realize what you have or the attitude you have because it's just we live inside our own heads and we just think it's normal you know and and um but when he said yeah. that it stuck with me like oh yeah you're right like we no matter what we're always giving ourselves a chance and it seems normal to me but then it's like once i'm made aware of it it's like oh you know i i can i can do more with that or i can realize you know what i'm doing and why i'm seeing success and and um you know try to harness more of that and this year no no matter what like 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 all years but this year it was like any time I had a chance, whether it was a bull, whether it was a moose, whether it was a buck, like I just go give myself a chance. I just get over there and try to make something happen, you know, try to, you know, and, and, and you also can't stalk 
recklessly. You, you can't stalk and bust every buck you see because you never get a chance. And sometimes the smart move is to, no, let's not stalk this buck. He's not in a good spot. I don't have a good wind. Like, let's wait on him, you know. But we're going to go hike over there and get within a couple hundred yards and see if he makes a mistake or not and then make that smart decision whether we're going to go all in or not. But but I think just – um. Just guys giving themselves a chance, and and that goes for seeing a buck or even not seeing a buck. Like to go hike that next ridge, that next vantage point, to canyon hop, like you were doing, which I love doing. I love being mobile and moving. If I'm if I'm not seeing deer, I'm gonna move somewhere to where I am seeing deer. But just to have this attitude, you know, it, it doesn't always have to be a buck that you're gonna go for. It can also just be a hunt that you're making, like every morning hunt, every evening hunt. Let's give ourselves a chance. Oh, we're not seeing bucks from this vantage point. What ridgeline can I get to? What what basin can I get to that I haven't looked looked at before dark? And just give ourselves a chance. And I think a lot of that that mental fortitude or a lot of this this bow hunting success is just like just giving ourselves a chance at it. Yep. Yeah, I agree 100%. Um, you know, so the season is so short. The hunting season is so short. And then we have this whole year to think about it. And so it's it's like, you know, uh, <laughs> so so if you give it 100% and, you you know, you chase that buck, you go to that next ridge, you don't regret anything that you did. And you don't think, oh, crap, if I would have went there, or maybe I could have got in that on that deer or that bull or whatever, and, and maybe I could have killed them, you know, and then, then, then you'd have their, their, you know, amount on your wall that you could sit there and think, I gave that a hundred percent this year, you know, it's like this, this, uh, this 190 buck I killed, he, he means so much to me, um, because I call him the miracle buck because he, he's just like, I moved, I'm out of my element. I'm hunting new areas. They're different kinds of areas, more timbered, not as much managed points, uh, just more moving. And, uh, and I lost 10 pounds, which if you're a 150 pound guy and you lose 10 pounds, there's not a lot, not more to lose there in that. I don't know. It was like 10 days or something just, and then the last, the last minutes of the last day, um, it's, it's a, just, it's a, it was, it was the most, just most meaningful full deer to me so far um it's just like i gave it a hundred percent i i drained my tank and then finally in the end it, it happened and um that big buck stood up out of that sage with those other bucks and holy crap i, I saw those 18 inch g2s just walking away and i i was in a just in a frenzy trying to get that gun ready get that range you know trying to it was just chaos, but it all came together. And so this, this deer this year means a ton to me, but mostly, mostly because I know that it was, I gave it a hundred percent. And, um, I don't know. I mean, I think mental toughness is just one of the, uh, the many parts of the formula. You know, there's the physical abilities, um, planning, scouting, just, just everything has to kind of come together. But if you don't have mental toughness, um, I don't think any of those other things is going to help, you know, it, it's not going to produce results because you can be in the best physical ability you can. And if, if you, you know, get to the first ridge and your mind shuts down, 
you know, it's, it's probably not going to come together, but, uh, dude, I, I love talking to you. You're such a, such an inspiration to, to me and, and to, to all these hunters out there. And, and, and I love talking to other hunters. Like I'm, I'm happy for other people that are successful because I know, I know how much effort it takes to get to that point. Um, you know, and, and even there's a lot of luck involved sometimes, but, but being out there, getting in those positions, um, being able to take these deer or, or bulls or moose or whatever it is. And I'm, I'm super impressed with your moose story, man. That was, that was super cool, but it takes a lot of effort. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're right. And then that, that mental toughness is the keystone. Like it's a, there's multiple different skills and multiple different facets we all have to work on. And like you say, uh, physical condition does, you know, physical, you know, does nothing for you if you don't have the hunting skill set. Like I see a lot of guys putting forth a lot of effort, but you also have to build like this, um, this hunting knowledge of how to find deer and how to stalk deer. And, and, and along with that, like you say, it means nothing. If you don't have mental toughness, you'll give up around every corner and never be successful. So like, that's definitely the keystone, but there, there's so many other skills that we have to work on, you know, to be an overall good hunter. And, and, um, uh, you know, it's definitely like working on our weakest link too. You know, if you missing a lot of shots, like your shooting is your weakest link right now. Or if you give up, you know, on hunts early, your mental toughness is your weakest link. Or if your body gives out and, and your back goes out or your legs are too sore to go, then your physical conditioning is your weakest link. And so it's really like looking at yourself objectively and like, what can I be better at? What can I work in this off season to come into next year? and give myself the best chance at success. And and so it is like really working on all these different skill sets. And one thing you're really good at, like you talked about a miss, which I think is so great to share with guys, you know, it's like, um, because it's so, it's so commonplace. Everybody misses, but you are really good at your shots, both with a bow and with a, with a rifle like that, that deer that you killed in the last 30 minutes, uh, of shooting like like it would have been really easy for you to airball that like it's not a gimme with a rifle either you have to spend time with that weapon you have to know it inside and out and you have to know how to execute on animals so like like what's your uh you you've been um uh, such a good nope. shot with your rifle like i don't know that i've heard a story where you've missed with that thing like what are your steps and practices or what what do you work at to be really good with your rifle and your execution on these animals when you do get a shot you know, um, so it's funny you say that. I, 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 my weakness is my my shooting of my bow. It is, and what I do. But we'll get to the rifle in just a second. I've been focused so much on not punching the shot that in Utah I had that buck come into that clearing, and I was so focused. On, I, I heard your words in my my uh, my mind. Just pull, pull, pull. And I was so focused on that. I didn't see that twig that was sitting out there in the middle of that shooting lane. And so, I, I mean, that's, I guess that's my weakest link right now is shooting in my bow. And I'm trying, I'm trying so hard to get better at that, to not punch that shot to, to, I mean, at this point, I need to figure out and make sure there's a clear shooting area because, <laughs> because that twig cost me that big guy here, you know. Um, but there's anyways, as far as the rifle goes, what I do is just, I grew up with a rifle. I never 
never bow hunted. Um, I mean, I, I took my dad's bow out and killed some spikes and a few, you know, elk and stuff when I was younger, but I grew up with a rifle. So that, that, uh, squeezing the trigger, holding, you know, dead steady rock, rock solid, um, is kind of, I guess I've, I've grown up with it. And so it's kind of more of a natural thing to me. Um, but I mean, I practice a lot. I go out to the range and shoot a whole bunch. I, I bought a new rifle. I try and make sure I have my equipment super up to date and, and tight and everything, um, you know, uh, really, really set up. Uh, so one thing I did learn on that hunt is it, it was super cold. And so my scope had fogged up. And so I'm kind of looking into maybe getting some scope covers to, to, uh, avoid that. Um, but I'm just, I just try and make sure that my equipment's really, really fine tuned. And, and my bow is very fine tuned. My muzzle loader, I've got my muzzle loader super set up. That's what I killed that bull with. Um, but my bow, my bow is my weakest link. And that's why I love following your, your conversations. Um, you and Dan Picard, um, I, you just recently had a podcast with another guy that talked about, um, when your pin floats, some some guys that are maybe rifle rifle adapted that like that steady solid hold can punch possibly you know they punch it sometimes and that, that may I'm not saying that for everybody but for me that was really true because I love that that rock solid hold and with a bow you know you're you're floating that pin out there and you know when that when it hits that spot your your mind and tries to tell you to punch it because that's that's the comfort zone that you have on the rifle is that's where it's supposed to be um but i i've learned a lot about that bow and and I, i'm i'm super focused on that trying to figure out how how to not punch it and and to be able to to jump back and forth from weapon to weapon because you know i went from utah bow i hunted a little with the bow here and then i jumped right into rifle and then i jumped right into muzzleloader and i ended up killing an animal with every one of them um but my bow is my weakest link so so i'm i'm gonna be calling you or texting you quite a bit trying to figure all all that out maybe i'll come up and and shoot out shoot with you a few times or something that'd be super fun <laughs> yeah anytime matt for sure no um happy to help yeah no it, it'd be uh cool to get together and um uh fling some arrows for sure but you're uh it's one of the reasons why you're so good at your craft man is you're constantly working on it here you're a student of your game and you can talk about it on a podcast you can talk about your weakest link oh, yeah. you know you can talk about what you want to improve on where you know a lot of times your ego wants to protect you you know where it's like you know you're 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 such a great hunter and you've killed all these bucks and bulls it'd be really easy to come on here and not talk about your weakest link or not talk about this this <laughs> shortcoming but instead you like talk about it openly and want to work on it and want to get better it's one of the reasons like you're a a great hunter and i think um you know, taking from what you said about executing and shooting, it's spending time with your weapon. It's spending time and really getting to know it. And, and then it's putting yourself 
again, in these uncomfortable situations, like you get really good at shooting your bow and build this great skill set. And then you go out and shoot at an animal and forget everything and punch the trigger. You know, it's like so it's it's like staying (laughs) staying present in this shot. And that that goes for a rifle, too. If you have rifle hunts coming up, you work with your weapon. You work with getting into these different shooting positions. You're prone. You're sitting, uh, you know, and also like shooting a bow has made me way better at shooting a rifle. Like you talk about a rock solid hold, which is important. Your crosshairs have to be where you want to hit when you execute your shot. But for me too, in a rifle now, instead of like putting the crosshairs where they go and going now and pulling it and, and jerking that trigger now, instead I can trust the float. Like I don't want a ton of movement in my rifle when I'm in a prone position and shooting 300 yards. But the reality of the situation is, is there's a float in a rifle too, where those crosshairs are dancing around those vitals right where you want to hit. And it starts moving slower and slower and you squeeze, 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 and bang, it goes off. Like it's not put the crosshairs in the middle of that animal and going now and jerking it. And like, you've learned that throughout the years of shooting your rifle, spending time at the range, really dialing in your weapons, knowing them inside and out. And that's where like a lot of your confidence comes from is, you know, inside out these rifles and then you've hunted so much like um you're still a young guy but you're well beyond your years as far as experience because you know it's it's been your passion and you spend so much time in the mountains and you've hunted so many different critters that you know you've been in these shooting positions on great bucks and great bulls and you know that you still need to do your job like you know that you need to get to a good shooting position you need to steady up your crosshairs you need to trust the float and squeeze on the trigger not punch it and you're dialed on that like that is your strong suit with that rifle you do not miss with that thing and now it's just transposing that into a bow it's like with a bow the adrenaline gets ramped up. You're close. Like those those things can go wrong in an instant there in range and you're trying to get the shot. And it's just more excitement, more adrenaline, but you still have to harness that and control it. And then, you know, put your pin on the animal. And it's not just having your pin find the middle of the body and going now. It's like putting your pin on the body and then letting it float as you pull, pull, pull and the shot breaks. And if you do your job with that bow and, and shoot to the best of your ability, the majority of those animals are going to catch a good arrow you know and so understanding that working on it and harnessing it and and part of it too is just building that confidence like you're talking about in the off season like the the once we get into season we have the skill set that we've worked to get and so there's not much improving once you're in season if anything i'm just trying to maintain and shoot my bow and make sure the execution there but you know, the, all the work's already been done, and so our time to improve our archery skill set is in this off-season to, to, to make sure that we're shooting all the time, to make sure that we're putting ourselves in high-pressure situations, shooting with buddies, or whether it's shooting tournaments or shooting these 3Ds, like constantly putting ourselves in these uncomfortable situations and then talking ourselves through the shot. And it's easy. You can find yourself slipping into these bad habits or these old habits, even just getting together with your buddies or going to... Uh, an indoor shoot where you're shooting for a score and you've got you're standing on the line with everybody there next to you 
it's really easy to slip into your old habits to have this adrenaline rush and all of a sudden you find yourself not executing like you taught yourself to do now all of a sudden you want that arrow to go in the middle so bad that that you're shooting an indoor and you know you need to trust the float but you put your pin in the middle and you go now and it works for a little bit until it doesn't and then it starts going horribly wrong right and so we can put ourselves <laughs> we can put ourselves in these situations throughout the year work on this archery skill set just continue to gain this confidence and then when we come into season you know we have this great archery skill set and we know what our job is we put ourselves in these high pressure situations throughout the year shoot whenever whatever chance we have to do it we put ourselves in these situations so we know that we can, we know we're good archers we know we can make that shot and we know we can execute correctly now i just need to walk around make sure i've got that inside my head and i don't care how big the buck is i don't care you know what the shot's going to be i am going to do my job and execute and then the majority of those animals will die you know and so uh it, it's fun man and and i'm the same way like um I, I can be better i can i can improve my archery skill set as well like it's something that i will be working on in the off season tirelessly to make sure that i come into next season shooting and you said a beautiful thing like looking up at your wall and seeing those mounts and yeah, you've killed a bunch of great deer. And yeah, I've killed a bunch of great deer. And, and like, um, you know, sometimes like, uh, like, like, like these animals don't know that 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 I'm Brian Barney or don't know that I've harvested a bunch Might of animals <laughs> or a bunch of bulls or a bunch of bucks. Like I gotta go out and prove it year after year. So I've got to put in the necessary work. I can't rest on my laurels. Like I can't rest on what I've accomplished in the past. Because when I show up to a new unit and have this goal of arrowing a giant buck, like it's um those animals aren't gonna lay down for me or give me an opportunity. I gotta go out and fight for it and work for it. I, I've gotta go out and then I'm I'm gonna be put in this situation where it comes down to making a shot. And it doesn't matter how many shots I've made before, it doesn't like I've gotta make that shot right then and there i've got to perform at my best and execute and so like i think just keeping this like the fun is in improving the fun is in the journey like you realize like where you're at when you've killed a bunch of good bucks like like that is the the mountain that we're trying to climb and it feels so good to be successful and arrow those bucks but you realize once you get a handful of them that the enjoyment is in the journey. The the enjoyment is grinding on that hunt or spending our time in the mountains. Like the 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 arrowing of that buck is just a small piece of it, you know. And so you start to enjoy the entire journey, the entire experience. And once you can start to embrace the entire journey, like uh, sure that success is what drives us, but really. I enjoy every facet of bow hunting. Like I enjoy working on my mental toughness, working on my shooting, working on my physical ability. I enjoy the hunt of grinding and putting everything in. I enjoy sleeping in the dirt, being uncomfortable. Like it, it challenges me. Like it's something in my life that continues to, to, to push me to be better, to work harder, to improve on myself. You know, and once you can start to embrace all that, success just comes. Like uh, uh like like you, you are reaping the benefit now of all your hard work you put in for years and years and years. And there's a lot of years where you're not successful, where you don't find a big buck. Like this journey is not a one hunt journey. It's not a one year journey. It's a lifetime of work and effort to improve your skill sets, to give yourself a good chance of success. And so when you approach it that way and you're like, well, 
I just want to be better. I just want to give it my all this season. Like you just you, you once you improve your skill set, you start reaping the benefits of all this hard work, and it just starts coming together. Uh, big critters just start to die. You know, it's because you put in the necessary work, but it's not something that happens overnight. It's a transformation that you really have to dedicate yourself to. That's it, man. I I love listening to you talk. It's we. I mean, we're, <laughs> we have almost the exact same mindset. It's, it's just, I mean, once you, once you get a few under your belt, it's, it's cool because you can, you have confidence, but, but anyone can start. I mean, it doesn't matter how old you are, how young you are. If you have the goal or you want to be a good deer hunter, elk hunter, hunter in general, bow hunter, um, you can start now. I mean, 2023 is coming up. You know, so start now, you get prepared and nine times out of 10, it's going to come together for you. Yeah. And then once you look back on that, um, it's not really looking at the deer on the wall. It's, it's, it's remembering the memory all the way up to that point. It's remembering the grinds. It's, you know, sleeping in the dirt, like you said, just, it's that mental, mental grind all the way till the, till the end. So. Yeah, I love talking to you. This is super fun. Likewise, dude. Um, thanks so much for coming on the podcast and having this um, this in depth conversation, Matt. I have so much respect for you and and what you're what you're doing each and every day. And yeah, we just got to get together like this summer and go hang out a bit. But um, I can't thank you enough for coming on the podcast and like sharing this information that helps make you successful. Like you put in the work, you you figured out the keys to success, and to come on and share this information with everybody is um is amazing. Amazing. So uh, I wish you nothing but the best. And, um, dude, let's keep in touch and uh, get together this summer. Sounds good, man. I, I can't wait. I need you to teach me some stuff on my bow for sure. So, um, no, it's been a pleasure. I appreciate it. So, All right. You're the man. Go follow Matt. Um, you will not be sorry. The guy's an <laughs> absolute animal in the mountains. So um, thanks again, Matt. We'll keep in touch. All right. Thanks, Brian. All right. Nailed it, man. What a fun conversation, huh? Hey, dude, you're that's so fun getting into it. At first, it was kind of slow, and then uh, kind of picked up. Sorry, I was I was so focused on I, just other other things at a moment at the moment, and then we kind of got rolling, so it, it turned out good. But, uh, dude, I I love talking to you. It's super fun. Any anytime, I mean, it's it's a pleasure to to be on the podcast, and even even just keep you in my phone. I know that you'll respond to a text if I'm ever in a pickle, you know. So, um. Yeah, that's super cool. But what, I mean, like in a nutshell, if, like, what do you think about in that, that moment? Like when you're, when you're punching, like not punching in the shot, but when, what are you thinking about? Just, I've heard you talk about like just pull, 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 but what, I mean, can you break that down just a little bit, maybe in like two minutes, just like a little bit of that mindset that you're, you're thinking exactly? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so the the brain wants to switch into autopilot really easy, and um, so you're working so hard to get the shot, and it's easy to draw back, and you just go into this autopilot, like this fight or flight, or you just, like, all of a sudden that pin finds the spot, and the arrow's on its way, and so... 
like what I have to do is I have to just remind myself. It's like when I'm getting close, I'm thinking in my brain to execute, execute, execute. And like, like I, I just, I'm constantly saying that. And when I draw back my bow, uh, my thought in my head is to execute. I've just learned throughout the years that if I execute and I do my job, these animals die. And so I don't let myself get into this autopilot. So the same way with your, with your rifle, like it, with a bow, it's like don't let your mind switch over to this automatically find the pin there and punch it. It's like stay present right. in that shot. And so before my shot, I'm thinking, okay, execute. Like uh, as I'm on the hunt, I'm walking around thinking, okay, all I need to do is when I get my shot, I'm going to execute. And so I'm thinking about it constantly, and it's – it is the – when I draw my bow, I tell myself I'm going to execute. Like I just – if I just say that, and then I like to talk myself through the shot. So inside my head, I have this steps, and it's really easy to like miss these steps, right? So it's like you can draw back, and I – I tell myself in my own brain. I talk myself through it. Like, I don't got to tell myself to anchor. I don't got to tell myself to level. Like, that stuff comes pretty natural. That's all in my steps of shooting. But my big one is put the put the pin where I want it to go. And so in, instead right. of, like, having to force the pin, like, if I just tell myself that, like, in my head, I draw back, I come to anchor, and I go, put the pin where you want it. And the pin finds the spot. Now, here is the moment where your brain wants to switch into autopilot and punch that shot off. Like, once that pin finds where it wants to be, you want that shot to go now. But it's like you have to fight the urge. And, like, like once I, I tell myself, put the pin where it needs to go, and then there's, like, a switch right there where I go uh, – uh, I put the pin where it wants to go, and then, like, in my brain, I go, here we go pull, 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 and the shot breaks. Like I just that present moment of here we go right now, you know, like the here we go, you know, it's like so I walk around thinking about my execution, and then when I get there, I draw back, and I tell myself in my brain, put the pin where it needs to go, and then I say to myself, here we go, and then I can just say pull, 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 and I can say that in my own brain. Like I can talk myself through that shot, and I try to work on it throughout the season like when i'm shooting with buddies or high pressure situations or if i ever run into a situation where i'm shooting in of in front of a lot of people i will talk myself through that shot oh, yeah and no matter what like your See, pin I, I, go ahead i won't I, I don't shoot in front of people like i have that it's almost like target panic but i have like people panic too because i'm not i haven't got i'm not confident enough at this point i'm i don't know it, I mean, I'm going super vulnerable right here, but I just, I need to get to that, that point where I guess I'm a little more confident with my own mind to be able to, you know, not jump into autopilot so fast because then I get worried and distracted by other people and what they're going to be saying, you know, stuff like that, you know? <laughs> so. Yeah, totally, man. Um, it's a, it's a natural reaction and natural thought that you're having, you know, it is tough to shoot in front of people, but it's like, 
all of a sudden then now you when you're shooting in front of people you want it to go in the middle so bad that you're going to punch it off and that may work for a couple shots but it'll fall apart on you you know and so like just remember that nobody is watching you or thinking about your they're thinking about their own shooting they're not judging you on your shot they're worried about their own shot and their own groups you just stay right. inside your own head you do your job and put yourself in these uncomfortable positions like go shoot a league and even if you shoot a 250 or it's like not the score you want it doesn't compare to the other archers there even though you know you're a really good hunter and a really good bow hunter like you just accept that and just go okay well i'm gonna improve on that i'm gonna shoot a 255 next week i'm gonna shoot a 260 next week i am gonna execute this bow no matter how many people are watching i am gonna execute this bow the right way and i don't care if the arrow misses the damn target I'm going to do my job because I know <laughs> it's going to make me a better archer in the end. I know that that's going to equal dead animals on the ground when I'm shooting my bow at them. So, like, for you, it's like you're going to have to, like, swallow your own pride and your own ego. You're going to have yep, to go yep, shoot in front of yep. guys. And, and, yeah, you're going to look like an idiot at times. You're going to look like you don't know how to shoot a bow. <laughs> that's fine. You just go do it, and you accept yep. that, and you're going to grow from it and become better, and eventually you're going to be the guy that's shooting the bow where everybody looks at and goes, how does that guy shoot under such high pressure? How do all those arrows go in the middle? How does he – you know?" and it's like I'm not the best archer in the world, but I've learned how to harness that, and I've learned how to shoot in front of people or shoot on these game animals by doing my job, by executing, and sure, it's like – I was a great bow hunter and not a great archer. Like years ago, I was in the same position you were in, where I didn't want to shoot in front of people. Yeah, I didn't sure. want people judging me, judging me on how where my arrows hit. And there was, you know, guys that were better than me, and there was guys that I thought I was better than that could shoot better than me. You know, it's like you just have to right, accept it. Right. And like, um, like a lot of this self improvement, a lot of this archery improvement comes from inside your head just like your mental toughness man it's like yeah. you, you just gotta swallow your own pride swallow your own ego you go into the yeah. shop and just like like just be a sponge and, and try to soak up information from other great shooters you know look like an idiot and put yourself out there miss the target and go god dang it i don't know how i kill anything <laughs> like you just embrace it it's just like right. it is what it is yeah. but that's how you improve well, that's that'll be my goal then. I think I'm going to – so it's weird. Like if I'm out there hunting, I've been in that situation so many times. I'm almost more calm with a buck 30 yards from me than I am out, you know, with another person shooting. So I, I'll keep that as a goal. I'm just going to – I mean, maybe maybe we have a league here. I'll get into that and just, just to go for that, you know, because I think that'll just help my bow hunting. It'll help my shooting and – and even though, you know, I, I probably, I mean, I can put it together with a buck. I'd like to improve that for sure. So yeah, thanks, yeah. man. I appreciate it. Oh, no worries. Yeah. And you talked about how that was your weakest link. So that's like your oh, road yeah. to improvement. You know, that's, that's like your road to get better. And it'll translate on those yep. bucks. And even though you're really good at making your archery shot on bucks and you've learned a ton about archery, like you're a great bow hunter, but like, like there's always room for improvement. And that shooting in always front of people, those uncomfortable situations, it's going to make you a better archer and better bow hunter, man. Okay. Well, I'll do that. I'll keep you posted on how it goes. So. Yeah. And come up this summer right, and man. let's hey. shoot together. That'll put some pressure on you. Dude, I I would freak, man. I would. <laughs> I'll do it though. I'll just come shoot in front of you. I'll be like, hey, uh, yeah, let's put that target out there at 50 yards and 
and uh, see how it goes. <laughs> That's exactly right, man. That's it. Cool. All You're right, the man. Hey, I, I, uh, I appreciate everything you do, man. Um, have a good day. Yeah, you too. Okay, thanks, Matt. Yep, see ya. Bye. All right, guys, that's a wrap. Um, yeah, what a great conversation with Matt. I just love that conversation. I left that end uh, uh, in off mic. I checked with Matt, and he said it was okay. Like, um, I just thought it was so... Uh, so so important to share pieces of his journey and like uh, his vulnerability and then where he's improving like you can hear that that he is gonna gonna work hard to improve at every facet of his game the exact conversation that we had on the podcast you can see it play out in in his life and in his bow hunting towards the end of the conversation so I thought I'd keep that in there for the recording and thanks again to Matt for taking the time for jumping on being so authentic and honest on the podcast and then sharing such great information. So I uh, really appreciate that guy. And um, man, with that, just rolling, uh, getting this house done slowly but surely and um, getting my work done and trying to trying to manage the chaos here. Um, it's been a gnarly winter so far, but uh, continuing to get things done. So all good on that front. Um, again, we're trying to break our record for the year and do a million downloads this year. So please uh, share these podcasts with your buddies. Um, if you're behind on any podcasts, get them downloaded. Uh, help me out. Try to hit my mark and hit a million downloads this um, this year, 2022. So I really appreciate it, guys. Uh, I also appreciate our sponsors. Um, so I want to thank Matthew's bow. That new phase four is amazing. I can't wait to get this thing set up and shooting. Um, so, uh, uh, pumped on that. Uh, make sure to check them out if you're in the market for a new bow. I mean, the, the vibration dampening with the way they did these limbs this year, it's just going to be dead in the hand. And then, uh, it's going to be the quietest bow I've ever shot. So, um, just an, uh, amazing, uh, amazing bow and um, so lucky and so fortunate to be partnered with such a great company so check those guys out check them out at Sig Sauer Optics such great optics so impressed by uh, each of their offerings I love their rangefinders with that uh, now where you can put your arrow speed in there and get the exact right cut um, for shooting uphill and downhill is an amazing feature as, you know, one yard can make the difference of a kill shot or not on an animal. So, uh, amazing stuff there. Also like their image stabilizing binos. I think that's the biggest game changer to hit the hunting industry in the last 10 years. I've been using them like crazy. My buddies have been using them like crazy. They just equal, uh, more opportunities as you glass up more animals being steady. So check those out. Check out Black Ovis, a great internet retail store, all the top name brands as well as their own name brand. So check those guys out if you're in the market for any new gear. Uh, and also check out Camo Fire, 80 new hunting deals every 24 hours. So thanks to those guys. Thanks to Eastman's, as always, for all their support. Um, yeah, I mean, I've uh, uh, it's it's been trying here lately for me. And I knew it was going to be tough, you know, building this new house and taking on these construction projects, hunting season and the whole deal. You know, it's um, it's been a lot. And I have nothing but understanding and help from that Eastman's crew that really care about me and my life, you know, not just, um, you know, not just the podcast or just the things I produce. So thanks to those guys for all their support. Uh, they're they're really like family to me. So I really appreciate it. 
And um, thanks to you guys for making this whole deal work, um, uh, supporting the podcast, the the videos, um, social media, things of that nature. I will get back to social media here. Uh, I've had a, a pretty good long break. I've tried to post um, here and there, but uh, definitely need to get back to it. Just need to... Um, uh, get back to my, get back to my normal life of, um, training and, um, still working hard, but just not quite so much. So we're closing in on this house. I'm super pumped how it's coming out. It's going to be a great move for me and my family. Uh, got the old house all sold and passed on to the new owner. So all done there, which is a good deal. And, um, yeah, we're going to close this thing out and, um, man, look forward to next hunting season. Uh, I did finish up, uh, my year, uh, went over and hung out with my Hawaii buddies. It's just so chaotic. I had like a couple days, but really glad I made it over there to hang out with those guys. Teamed up with my bu- my good buddy uh, Janus from um, Hawaii there, and Janus is um, he's in really good shape. He goes so super hard. He's not fear to he's not afraid of like uh, uh, heights or climbing or steep terrain. So you partner us two guys up and uh, we're probably going to get into some sketchy situations, which we did. Uh, middle of winter, uh, I think with the wind chill, it was 15 below the day that we went. We just went hard and just went, got back in the mountains. We hit way steep snow at times. Uh, we had to skirt these really steep terrain and up the side of this cliff, cliff to grab this vantage point that was actually above where the deer could be. Uh, we did find him a nice buck. He closed down there with a good stock, put a perfect arrow in that buck, and uh, ended ended. Um, it's only a second mule deer, really nice mule deer, and um, man, I just couldn't be more pumped for him. Uh, came down and um, helped him out down and through there, and enjoyed his success. And uh, man, just couldn't be more pumped. It was cool to see. Uh, so a great muley buck there. I'll make sure to post the picture. It's just this killer picture in the deep snow and this nice muley. So uh, really pumped for that guy. Getting it done. And um, my other Hawaii buddies had some close calls and got in some good action. So glad that they were able to see some muley action as all those guys are such elk guys that it was fun to kind of share some some good mule deer hunting with them. So I think... Um, I think that'll be the end of my season here. I just got to get back to um, managing my life and getting this house done and work done. And um, all good things have to come to an end. So, um, you know, I'll have to start focusing on next year. But, yeah, just really excited to get my life back, uh, my, my training back, and um, uh, just not quite be so busy. But, yeah, we're getting there slowly but surely. So, um, thank you guys for the support. Uh, thanks for helping me try to hit my mark this year. And, um and uh, supporting the podcast. I really appreciate you guys. So uh, with that, we'll check in with you next week.